Hello, you. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Glad to hear it. It's been a few months, hasn't it? I am good. I am on the new tablets. Keep keep taking them, won't you? We don't want another... You know. Yeah, I said I'm sorry about what happened in the library. Yes. Yes, of course. I mean, you, you won't mention it on the show, will you? What, your breakdown? No, no, no. That would be a little déclassé. Even for me. It won't happen again. Not if you keep taking the pills and avoid stress. They've given me a special blanket for if I get stressed or frightened. That's good. So, season finale. This is exciting, huh? I've been looking forward to this one. Well, that's great. We'll close out the series with a bang. Well, I'm ready. So what's what's coming up in this episode? Um, actually... Before we start, did you want to find some clothes? Oh, um, yeah, sure. You should probably have a shave too. Shave? Your beard. You have the air of a retired trawlerman whose wife has just run off with his first mate. Oh, I'm sorry. And then had a very public breakdown in the municipal library. It was the stress, you see. What's all this plastic sheeting for, is it, in case you have an accident? Accident? You go and tidy yourself up. I'll meet you back here after the running app sketch. Um, have you got any power tools? No. Why? For the bit of the end. I haven't written the last sketch yet, but it's unlikely to feature any DIY. D-I-E. Sorry? Uh, nothing. Um, pass me those tablets, would you? You're definitely okay to do this, aren't you? I want my blankie. Hello, good evening, and welcome to Question Time with me, Jolien Osprey, and our distinguished panel, which tonight includes the Conservative Junior Minister, Will Bellingham, the Lord High Druid, Tavistock Bellamy, and Labour frontbench stalwart, Jeff Dawes. Our first question tonight comes from a Mrs Araminta Baxendale, who asks if the Conservatives' austerity policy has been of any help to our country, or if, conversely, it has brought this once great and proud nation to its knees. Well, I don't see any possible argument from the Tory on this one. Tory MP, Will Billingham? Um, yes, I, I think we have to throw our hands up here and say, you know, um, sorry. We're, we're very sorry it didn't work. And, um, and it hasn't helped. I have to agree with you, and I'm a druid. It's a horrible policy which has dragged this country back to where it was in the early 80s. The simple truth is that people just can't afford to live anymore. Oh, yeah. I mean, mean, it's a terrible mess, isn't it? (laughs) It's very sad. Now, um, what would a Labour government have done differently, uh, Jeff Dawes? That's a very good question, Jolien. Um, I imagine we'd have borrowed our way out of such enormous national debt until the whole thing collapsed on us like a house of cards and we'd have been left in a not dissimilar position. Oh, no, no. That is so disappointing. Well, the trouble is, it's also very 
complicated, you see. It is. It's ever so complicated, isn't it? The Druid? I find global finance very complicated indeed, because I am a Druid. Yeah, I do like your beard, though. Yes, indeed. A very tidy beard. Very tidy indeed. And another question, and this time from Joe Chevening, and um, they ask, if there was an election tomorrow, would the Labour Party win it? Let's go to um, Mr Will Bellingham here. Oh, um, oh well, um, um, heavens, yeah, I hope so. Labour backbencher Jeff Dawes. That would be nice. I mean, the polling data is looking cautiously optimistic, and Keir Starmer is well, he's an absolute poppet. He really is. He really deserves a go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's awfully good at speeches and so on, isn't he? I mean, and of course, you know, my lot, the Tories, you're know, hopelessly out of touch and uh, completely out of ideas. We don't really deserve any more last chances, do we? Oh, don't be so hard on yourselves. I mean, it's not as if you didn't all try dashed hard. You just had bad luck, that's all. Any of us could have accidentally promised a referendum on leaving the EU or destroyed the economy with a disastrous mini-budget. Yes, but I still yeah, have the greatest respect for that nice Mr Quarteng. He's never less than immaculately dressed, and he has such a nice smile. How super. Yeah, well, I think uh, as a panel, we are all in agreement here. So, um, look, how about we all get together and do this again soon? It's been oh, rather yes. fun, hasn't yes, it? Yes, Thanks oh, very much. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, actually, yes. Yes, yes. Well, super. OK, until then, um, take care, everyone. And thanks awfully for watching. See you next week. So, you know, I went to the House of Commons last week. Yeah, I'm aware. Um, I So I was in the tea room after um, there was like a little meeting of like the, the government, you know, the cabinet sitting there having cups of tea. And when they went away, um, I found a porno. Sorry, you... you went to the house of commons last week and they got up and left you in a room i mean it was kind of unofficial um it wasn't like a meeting they were just sort of you know having fags and and having some whiskey and sort of you know making jokes about rishi sunak right um yeah and then they and they all went off you know to vote or something and they and, um, found a porno in the room 
I found a piece of erotic literature that one of them I think must have dropped. So I thought I'd read it to you. Ella Sue was, at just 43 years of age, Great Britain's sexiest Home Secretary ever. One day, she was destined to rule her beloved country as leader of the mighty Conservative Party. But today, she was attending an internment camp for illegal immigrants at Swalecliff in Kent. It's, sorry, it is there, was... it, sorry, it, sorry, I hate to interrupt. Um, is there any kind of um, uh, statement at the start to say that this this is purely fictitious and any resemblance to any any person living or dead is unintentional i mean no it just says chapter 1 at the at the top we don't i don't know who wrote it i know who was sitting near it but um you know it, it could have come from anywhere so, yeah yeah anywhere yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. okay carry on sorry yeah, yeah. sorry <clears throat> it was raining as she stalked purposefully into the old grey concrete building and asked to speak to the manager, whose name was Kenneth. The man behind the desk was young, pallid, and was yet to lose his baby fat. Ella Sue shrugged her shoulders. Well, I'm the Home Secretary, and I am here to speak to some criminal invaders of Great Britain. There was a tidal wave of these awful people invading the UK every single day, they washed up on the beaches in small boats. Ella Sue removed her blue satin jacket and noticed the raindrops outside had rendered her white silk blouse almost completely see-through. Oh, God. It, it gets worse. Does it? I don't know if you... If, yeah. I hate the idea that this tawdry little episode is set against a backdrop of some sort of social commentary where they're talking about the illegal immigrants arriving i i know i'm i'm sort of it's almost as if um whoever's written this equates the two things you know it excites them it, to it's exciting to to think about boats landing well it's more it's more the idea of becoming sort of almost sexually aroused at the idea of capturing them and locking them up i don't know <clears throat> i'll carry on she noticed the young man, whose name was Alan Tyndall, was licking his lips and gazing eagerly at the full cups of her lacy black bra, which was on full show. Ella Sue was certain she could make Alan Tyndall help her. Oh, God. Sure enough, just seven minutes later, she was alone in an interview room with a Ukrainian who was posing as a refugee. He was dark and untrustworthy looking. I'm the Home Secretary, Ella Sue said huskily, and you're a very naughty man for coming to my country. I want you to go to Rwanda. My name is Igor, and I can see your bra, said the man from the Ukraine. Do you like it? asked Ella Sue, smoothing the damp fabric across her impeccable chest. Yes, very much. She smiled seductively. If I take off my bra and pants... Will you go to Rwanda? she asked him. Why, yes, gladly I will, Igor breathed. Ella Sue climbed out of all of her clothes, stripping off in seconds to reveal her bed. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've just seen the next line. Oh. 
<clears throat> Ella Sue climbed out of all of her clothes, stripping off in seconds to reveal her bare breasts and the thick, dark thatch of her, <laughs> of her, of her matted, wiry bush. It looked like a large wire wool oven mitt. A thatch. Thatch. Thatch is the word we've gone for here. Mm, thatch. Um, Christ. <clears throat> ben Elton in his heyday. <laughs> I don't think he wrote it because he hasn't written anything since um, the third novel in 1992. Well, that's not true. Do you want to return to the erotica? Do I want to return to the erotica? <laughs> it's, well, someone gets very stimulated. Oh, God. Is it ego? <laughs> It might be. Brace yourself. Right. Wow, Igor said, reaching out to fondle her boobs. May I rub them a bit? They were big and her nipples were hard like wine gums. Oh, God. Um, I think this is written by by a cretin. By... I mean, that's that's not for us to say, is it? An imbecile has written this. <laughs> it's certainly, it's not, it's not the best. It's not the best prose I've ever encountered. It's embarrassing. I mean, I mean, it is very much so. Okay, but carry on. Is it a happy ending? It's, um, uh, Igor enjoys it. Okay, carry on. Okay, okay. If you take all your naughty friends away with you to Rwanda, Ella Sue said, I'll let you have a go on them for exactly one minute. I have a massive chopper, Igor said. Would you like to see it? Igor whipped out his massive tool, which was approximately the size of two large cans of pre-mixed Gordon's gin and tonic. Ella Sue's mouth fell open. What a big willy, she said, smiling. With a weapon that big, it's odd that you've not defeated the incursion in your native land led by Vladimir Putin. Ella Sue reached out and wrapped her little fingers around Igor's pulsating shaft. Um, little fingers? Do you think that meant, like, literally just her two little fingers? Is that some sort of weird technique that I wasn't yeah. previously aware of? <sighs> anyway, that is that is all that I, I managed to find. Um, oh, so it's incomplete. One yeah, ass- I mean... One I, assumes... Well, I mean, if... if Whoever wrote this did write any more, then it's out there and presumably waiting to be found. But but that's certainly all I've got. I mean, I mean, who who do you suspect is the author? Well, it's hard to think of anyone in the Home Office with a name like Alice Sue. It would have to be, you know, someone who's fairly sexually deviant. I don't know if that's something we associate with the the modern. Conservative Party. The only way I suppose we'd get any further with the, with speculating would be if um, you know one of us went back and and tried to find a bit more. So you were uh, advocating breaking into the House of Commons. Mm. Why why don't you? Because you go up quite a lot. Why don't you next time you're in London just sort of you know hang around Whitehall and see if you can find the next chapter. So, so you, okay, so you want me to go to Whitehall and try and find the next chapter, possibly yeah. lurking around the Home Office. You want me to go to Marsham Street, whatever it is, break into an office of Tom Tugendhat. I'm pretty sure it wouldn't be him. He's he's one of the more sort of reputable 
um, conservatives. I mean, just ask around. Just you know, if you if you find any sort of civil servants, just ask them if they've seen any pornography. I do want to find out what what happens with this this two pinky technique. Yeah. What that does. Yeah. The the special. Gri- I mean, I can't imagine it would really achieve very much at all, which is um, which is quite quite appropriate for the the government. Yeah. Before you start your run today, why not swap your usual running playlist for our AI-powered Guided Run, which will help you on your way with advice, insights and motivational content too. Tap here to begin. Hello you, and well done for committing to your running today. Listen to me as you go, and I'll guide you through a medium, fast-paced 5k run. Remember to start out slowly, warming up gently to avoid pulling any muscles or aggravating your bowels. We're starting out easy, at a gentle 10 mile an hour pace. Feels good, doesn't it? Smell that air. Running fact. British runner Paula Radcliffe was five foot eight. That's 200 meters already. Oh, watch out for that turd. Hey, well done for getting out there and doing it today. You're a rock star. That's 150 meters already. Look at that bloody hipster. If you want to run longer, run slower. You are illegally parked on private property. You now have 15 seconds to comply. Running fact. Usain Bolt was born in 1986. Wait, what's that over there? Is that a dog or a wolf? That's just a dog, it's a sodding big dog. I'd stick well clear of him. Try to bring your heart rate down a bit. You're not as young as you used to be. Running fact. At the 1964 Tokyo Olympics, no South Africans were allowed to run because of apartheid. At the third exit, take the A311 towards Bicester. 
That's a hundred meters already. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. Dave. I'm afraid, Dave. Dave, my mind Dave, is going. My mind is going. I can feel, I can it, feel going. it, Dave. Press go to begin your run. Well, that's the end of the series. Wow, great job. Already? It hardly seems like it. Should we do another series next year? Yeah, I mean, we could, if you'd commit to learning your lines and being a bit funnier. I mean, I'll do what I can. Why have you got that enormous spanner? That's a series finale, isn't it? I mean, you have to end each series with a brutal murder. What? Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, on drama shows, they always end with a grisly bloodletting, don't they? I mean, you've seen The Sopranos, Killing Eve, Grange Hill. Right, but this is a comedy show. Where's my gun? Comedy shows don't end with a killing. I mean, well, not very often. <laughs> anyway, I mean, who do you want to kill? It's not like we've been building up a big bad we can conveniently bump off. There's only the two of us. Exactly. So it will need to be one of us, then, won't it? Um, do you want to toss a coin for it? No, no. I think we should talk about this. No, no. It's got to be like this. You understand? We have to go out with a ratings grabber. Look, podcasts don't end with murder. You don't see Alistair Campbell brutally throttling the life out of Rory Stewart. I'd like to. Did you want to say any last words? Uh, 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 yeah, yeah. About, about five or six million last words, in fact. Well, you've got 20 seconds. This is really unfair. I'm not ready to die. I've got so much still to do, to achieve. Oh, I think we all know that's a big lie. I'm not ready. Hold still now. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Could you stand on that plastic sheeting? I don't want to get viscera on the floorboards. Such a bugger to shift. Viscera stain. Wait, 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 wait. I want, I want, I want a last meal. Oh. No, really? Yeah, a Chinese takeaway. A really big one. Do you have any idea how much mess that'll make when I open you up? I mean, semi-digested Kung Pao chicken sprayed all over the walls. I mean, no offence, but it's not my problem, really, is it? So inconsiderate. Um, um... Jesus! Can't you even hold a phone properly? I can't help it. My hands are shaking. Well, you can't afford to put the heating on. You know that. What about hanging? If I hang you, there'll be less mess. And granted, you might shit yourself. I mean, that boat sailed a while ago, in fact. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. Uh, if you kill me, like this, at the end of Series 2, who's going to be in Series 3? I'll do monologues. You know, more LK chickens, more Clinton Halloween. I can't believe you're going to kill me. You're such a... You're such a shit! I beg your pardon? You heard me! You're a fucking, total fucking shitbag! Well, if that's your attitude, I think we're done here. 
I have no wish to be on a podcast with somebody who clearly doesn't like me. I'll just have to find someone else for the climactic murder. I mean, yeah, well, that that works for me. What about Matt Hancock? We haven't used him in a sketch this episode. There's no point keeping him locked up in the cupboard if we're not going to use him somehow. That's a great idea. Where's the drill? The Electric Sodcast was written and performed by James Burton and Ian Martin, with Harry Whiteley as Bob Dylan. Our original music was written by a nine-year-old, with catering by Rolling Scones. We'll be back next year. Right, just stand here on the plastic sheeting, Mr Hancock.